Hey, 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 you're now tuned in to Underdog Talk. I'm your host, Eric Jones Jr., the underdog with the heroic heart. On Underdog Talk, I have conversations with successful underdogs. And today, uh, I have a special guest, Amari. I'm not, I just, he just told me his last name. I'm going to let him introduce his last name. Ajanaku. Um, Ajanaku. Um, He's a husband, a father of three. He's in criminal justice, a vocational teacher. He's a podcast host himself, and he's an author and a producer. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing exemplary. Uh, I'm doing exemplary, man. Bless. That's good to hear. So um, we're going to get right on into it. We're we're talking about mental health today. Mm -hmm. Um, So before you were knowledgeable about mental health or how to fix it yourself, what where were you at? What were you going through? What was that moment where like you was going through like a hard time or whatever it was where you was like, this is mental. I need to fix this. Like where, where, where were you at and how did that start? Um, I mean, the biggest, the biggest challenge for me was going to my HBCU at Langston University. Because one thing I love about my people is whatever you are, whoever you are, deep down, um, you, it's going to get brought out through conflict and, and genuine conversations and, it's going to get forced out of you. So you can hide as much as you want to. Um, eventually, it's going to get brought out. And um, it, it got brought out. It got brought out. I mean, either you're going to allow some things to happen or you're going to stand on it. And I had to stand. And I found out that it was consistent. Um, uh, and I I mean, I, I had to make it happen. And so from there, once I realized it, um, it was about being consistent for me. Because ironically enough, um, I transferred to UC, the University of Central Oklahoma after Langston, because I just knew that I wanted to do criminal justice, forensic science, and Langston didn't have what I needed. And so I know in order for me to help Langston, I will have to leave and then come back with my skills when I'm in a more progressive uh, area and time of my life. And so the ironic thing about Langston is Langston brought it out, whereas UCL wanted me to put it back in. And so I feel like that, that, okay, now that I'm here, I've been around my own and I, I know it's gotten forced out of me on a consistent basis. And now they want me to put it back in. And that moment, that that shift, that rigidness, that conflict internally and externally allowed me to find that middle ground. Mm. <clears throat> One thing I like what you just said, <laughs> you had to leave so you could help. Sometimes people don't understand that, like you have to separate yourself from maybe your family, separate yourself from your friends or whatever it is that's kind of it's not it's it's holding you back because you're not able to get exposed to what you need to get (laughs) exposed to. And and then you have to you know, you come back and help. It's kind of like just giving an example, LeBron James. He's from Ohio. You know, he played basketball. He played um, high school there, then he played in the NBA, you know, did all those different things, but he came and gave back. He brought mm-hmm. a school there. So sometimes you have to separate yourself and leave wherever you're at or whatever that moment or situation is so you can come back and help whoever it is that you need to help. And sometimes it's you helping yourself to help somebody else rather than you really thinking you're going somewhere and getting some new information is you helping yourself. So now you can go back to wherever it was to show, hey, this is the steps that I did. So mm-hmm. you said consistency. Um, yeah. What are some of the consistent things that help you with your mental health 
that like change, you know, sometimes like <clears throat> for some people, they might be like, oh, well, I started to go to counseling. Uh, I started journaling for you. What was those things that you consistently did to help, you know, shift your uh, mental health mindset? You know, what's interesting about it is those same those things are the same things I do today. Um, mm -hmm. A piece of paper, man. You get you a, a nice piece of paper that you like writing on. You get you a, a decent pen. Uh, that you like to write with, that your penmanship you feel like is on a heightened level, and you just write down my problems are, and you fill it in. You don't have to show anybody, but it's just you acknowledging the reality of the situation because you can put a Band-Aid on a, a snake bite, and yeah, it might look like it's healed, but on a cellular level, an anatomical level, it's, it's disintegrating, and you're going to feel the effects in a later date, maybe not now, uh, but eventually it's going to corrode, and um, it's going to block, and it's going to to your detriment um so my thing is writing my issues down on a piece of paper and acknowledging them not as me but more as someone separate i separate myself from my problems that way i come from an unbiased perspective instead of all oh, my and me and no it's more this person like a third person it that way i don't look at it from an emotional standpoint i look at it objectively rather than subjective um, and, and one of my favorite things to do is to go and to um, lock the door in the bathroom and to look myself in the mirror and to have those same similar conversations I would have on that paper. But now I'm looking myself in my eyes and there's no it only God is the witness. So there's no uh, peer pressure. There's no uh, social status. There's no embarrassment. There's none of those pride and ego. It's just me coming as as me and acknowledging and addressing the issues. Again, from a third person standpoint, like Omari, these are the things you need to work on. And you felt this way because of this. But grand scheme, <clears throat> excuse me, grand scheme, what is that really doing for you, your family and for your community? So it's just separating ourselves and, and coming at it from a, um, not an emotional standpoint because emotions are fickle. They, they, they fluctuate and change too much based on how you feel or how much you benefited in the short term versus um, the intellectual standpoint and what's going to benefit us on the long term. I love it. I love it. That's um, one of the things I definitely do. I don't do it as consistently as I need to, but I have like a journal where I'll write down mm -hmm. what, you know, what happened that day or <laughs> yeah. how I felt or whatever the case may be. I'll write it down. Now I, I talk to myself on a regular basis. Like I just talk to myself like, um, so that talking in the mirror, I've done that. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think, uh, I think uh, me and you talked the other day and, mm -hmm went and I looked in the mirror. I just looked at myself and I was just looking to see who it was. It was like, okay, some things you got to change. Because when you're looking at yourself in the mirror, like you said, it's just you and you. it's just you. Ooh, you. It. And it's like, you really can tell your, like, you really can go off on yourself. Because sometimes we'll go off on other people, but we won't never go off on ourselves. Or we won't mm. put ourselves on punishment. Or we will say, uh, well, I'm going to go home. I'm going to um, get off work and go eat that chocolate cake. But you haven't you know, you ain't came home and did the laundry that you were supposed to do, or you weren't <laughs> whatever you weren't supposed to do, but you still go, yeah. you know, do whatever it is you want to do, but you don't need to do it because you didn't do what you were supposed to do. And Absolutely. that's like, that's what I do when I look at myself. Like, it's like, bro, what, what you doing? Like, yeah. what you got going on? And that's how you got to talk to yourself, not in a disrespectful way, but you got to get on, get on, put your foot on your neck. Because Absolutely. if you don't, then you just in there just doing it because you heard us say it. And you heard somebody yeah. say it's cool. And you're like, oh, okay, I'm going to try this. And then you're like, 
well, my day was good. I shouldn't have said that. No, you really got to get to the root of the problem. So I love that. Um, keeping yourself accountable because when you write down what the problem is, you mm-hmm. know what the root of the problem is. Once you write that problem down, you're like, okay, mm-hmm. I know why I'm doing this. I, I need mm-hmm. to stop that. The um, one question I have um, when it comes to like not necessarily mental health, but just thinking, why do you think it is easier to do the wrong thing than it is to do the right thing? It's, it's that it's that instant gratification. Um, it's that instant. I get what I want, and it feels good in the short term, but long term. I think it takes more of a toll on you that, you know what, I didn't do that. I know I could have did better. Um, and, and and honestly, it's, um, I mean, it's outside, it's outside factors that influence that the big, strong, fast, new. In every commercial you, you'll see is those adjectives attached. The newest, the fastest, the strongest, uh, the biggest, and it's, it's the best. And it's, I mean, that's out, that's, that's, that's external. And really what we need to look at is internal. So just making sure we, we, yeah, you know what? I might just, wait a minute. What's the pros and cons of that decision? You know, how's that going to benefit me in the short term and long term? And I know it's going to feel amazing. Like you said, that chocolate cake, I know it's going to feel amazing. But you know what? Maybe, maybe I'll eat it. It just maybe at the end of the night when I take care of my obligations and my responsibilities. So I'm still getting what I want. It's just when, and a lot of us don't want to wait. It has to be now or we feel some type of way. And now we start to resent. Or start to feel that lack of control, which we don't really have to begin. I mean, it's just being more in tune, being more in tune with that person that's the most important in your life, and that's you. <laughs> yeah, I lo- I love how you you broke it down simply. Like some, it's you want it now. It's like um, like it's like with the chocolate cake or it's some whatever it is you've been thinking about all day, but you haven't been thinking about. Well, I need to. Um, I need to cook when I get home, yeah. but you, you get home and you turn on that show that you were supposed to watch. Once you're done cooking, you didn't watch the show. <laughs> you didn't got relaxed. Yeah. And already did their homework. So you like, Hey, uh, it's a pizza or get whatever y'all want. And you were supposed to cook. Now mm-hmm. that could become a bad habit of the kids just eating whatever. Mm. And now when the kids getting out of shape because you just like, oh, I'm going to do me, but you're not thinking about, it's like, you think about yourself, but you got to think about everybody around you. And um, what you said, you got to, you really got to think, is it for now or is it for later? Because it's kind of like, um, just thinking off of, it's kind of like when you're in an art, like a, as an argument, somebody like to argue and they always trying to come to you and argue. It's like, mm, is, do I really want to waste that energy on you? Absolutely. Or do I, or do I want to just be like, all right, you won that, you got that. You ain't disrespect me to the, to the lines where I want to put my hands on you. So I'm going to let you think you won that and keep it moving. Or you could go in and jump in and now you got a problem and now you got a bigger issue. You might, you know, things might escalate. Now your brain's all over the place thinking and all that. So um, not trying, I wasn't trying to go all into it, but I just be listening and it, it triggers, you know, certain thoughts. So you, you went to, um, you went to one school, you went to another school because you wanted to do criminal justice. So <clears throat> with the with doing criminal justice, um, how do you tie in mental health when you're working with clients or people and things of that sort? Oh, man. Um, most people's um, introduction into the criminal justice system is what they say. And that's a lack of a, a discipline and accountability. And reacting instinctually, 
and reacting versus preventing. Um, I heard a quote once that said, uh, an ounce of prevention is worth a gallon of a reaction. So it's just thinking before we speak. Um, do not, you don't have to talk to people. That's one thing we, we don't realize is someone's asking you questions. You don't have to say anything. Now, make sure your paperwork is on there, like your tag, your license, and minute details like that. Make sure your card's registered in the right name, your insurance is up to date. But other than that, you you don't have to talk. You carry yourself a certain way. Um, and that comes to immense and emotional health, self-esteem, confidence, uh, self-love. Uh, you know, how do you hold yourself in high regard? How do you carry yourself? You know, what type of clothes do you put on? I mean, all that ties into whether we want to acknowledge it or not, how we're treated by others. is is How we treat ourselves is inevitably how we're going to be treated by others. And we it's, it's time to realize that and hold ourselves to a higher regard. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's so true. Uh, I thought, what was this quote? I, I, can't, I came up with it was, if you don't respect yourself, uh, you can't respect others and the energy in you and around you would be disrespectful because you don't if you don't have respect for yourself you're not going to get respect from other people because you're going to accept any and everything and Mm -hmm. like you said it's kind of how you dress is you don't have to dress like a suit and tie and stuff of that sort but make sure you look presentable you don't look the part of what they already think you are because uh, especially us you know african-americans we have to, you know, you got dreads, you got tattoos. Oh, you you dress a certain way. That just might be how you dress. And then you could come in a room and you sit down and talk and you're like, hold on, this ain't even. Oh, yeah. Because you thought I was going to, you know, present my I was going to present myself how I look. So if you look just a little clean, you know, you ain't got to do nothing extra. But you come in and you look a certain way, you're going to get some respect because you're going to feel a certain way. Like if mm-hmm. you come Say you from around the way, you got your pants, you dress, you dressing like you going to hang out with the homeboys. You ain't coming in there thinking that, you know, you're trying to slick talk somebody. You're not coming in there trying to be uh, factual, actually telling the truth, you know, getting yourself out of your situation. You coming in trying to slick talk and you can't slick talk everybody because everybody at some point, at some point in their life was a slickster. So it's like you're not going to come in and sl- out slick a judge or out slick the prosecutor or whatever the case may be. So if you come in, you represent yourself and you respect yourself, other people are going to respect you. Because for me, for instance, I don't always talk um, or I you know, might say the wrong word, but I'm, I'm very, I respect myself and I come in and I'm going to dress a certain way. I'm going to look a certain way. I'm going to present myself. And they like, okay, I understand what he's saying. He might've missed that one word, but if I come in there and I didn't curse or I'm talking slang, they like, okay, we just going in this and you're going to get your sentence. So it's mm-hmm. about how you, how you present yourself. I guess that does, that, that makes sense of, you know, respecting yourself because you won't allow certain things to go against you. So mm-hmm. you have to, um, you you have boundaries, like you said. Uh, you don't have to talk to people. That's just not even in the criminal justice. Like you can have boundaries where if you know your homegirl calling you, and all she doing is gossiping, you ain't got to answer the phone. Mm. You ain't, there's no what 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 reason you gonna answer the phone? So you can start gossiping. You wasting that energy. So you you said you don't have to talk. You know when it comes to it's 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 boundaries. You gotta yeah. have like you said. You, you know, it, you say, for instance, I'm asking another question. So say uh, it's that homegirl and, you know, y'all talked earlier in the week. Maybe y'all talked about 
going to do something or some plan or whatever. And you're like, okay, cool. I, I'm going to talk to her. We, we plan something. I know she's going to call me on this day, but she call you on a random day. You're like, hmm, wonder what she calling for. Maybe you can text to see what she wants. So then you can avoid that conversation because you put boundaries. You already had the conversation you needed. But do you need that next conversation? Because that next conversation could be, oh, girl, did you hear about da 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 da? And it's like, okay, I didn't caught myself in this conversation. I didn't waste mm. a whole hour listening to her talk about all kinds of stuff. And now you, as a person, you talking about your problems or gossiping, and that messes with what your mental health because you're it messes with your mental because you're going to that negative. So, um, go ahead. Go ahead. Sound like you had something? No, I would even go one step further. I will go ahead and, and if you cherish that relationship with that person, go go ahead and tell them. Go ahead and tell them, look, um, I understand that that you you enjoy you enjoy gossiping. Let's call it what it is. You enjoy doing this. Um, right now, I'm I'm on a different level. Right now, I'm not I'm not really interested. Do you have a way for us to monetize our skills? Do you have something that's going to challenge me and make me better? Do you have some new ideologies or um, philosophies that we can implement? and indoctrinate within ourselves to make our lives around us better and those around us better? Or do you just have some nonsense? And I'm not saying either one is right or wrong. It's just uh, vo vocalize that to them and let them make that decision. Because I guarantee if you vocalize that two or three times, you won't even be the person they, they call to when they own some nonsense. They're going to think before them and say, you know what, I, I'm i not going to call them. I'm going to call my other homegirl so or a home or, or, or guy friend that I can do this with. Because I just know the energy they got around them, so it's just being more uh, intentional, being more intentional, and and um, you deserve better. So that listener out there, you deserve better, and it's time you vocalize that. And I guarantee, if you're consistent with it, and you're unwavering with it, you'll you'll change and affect everything around you, and to where you'll start to manifest the things that you you see internally. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> that's some good stuff because. It's easier said than done because I'm sitting yeah. here thinking, like, hmm, not because a lot of people, like, the way, the way you said it, some people, uh, uh, not an average mindset, but say just the average Joe. Now, they don't got an average mindset. They they think, you know, they're in between. And, you know, we've been homies for a while, and I, I tell them that. They're going to be like, what? Like, then, then you have to understand that person isn't meant for you in that season. It's not mm. that they're doing anything wrong. Or you're doing anything wrong. You're they're just not meant for you in that season because you're not in the gossiping season. You're you matured a little bit, or you're not into <laughs> the small talk, you know, conversation. Cause it's some people I talk on the phone with and they get the small talking, I promise you, I get off the phone. Or if they yeah. call, if I've already talked to them this week, I don't need to talk to you again because I know you're about to talk about something that is gonna waste my time. Mm. Me, for instance, I am not a person that gets on the phone. And people could, you could dislike it, whatever. But if I'm on the phone, I'm not doing what I need to do because I'm entertaining you on the conversation. That doesn't help me move forward. It doesn't help me make any money. It's not <laughs> anything, you know, it's not doing anything yeah. productive for my life. So mm. you just got to have that conversation with your friends. Yeah. Or if you stop answering that phone, they'll get it. And it's not that you got to be like, oh, I'm sorry or nothing like that. No, it's just you got to move on with your life. You got to have boundaries. If you yes. don't have those boundaries, then you're just going to go for any kind of foolishness and you're going to be stressing about stuff that you don't even got to stress about.
Absolutely. This, this is some good stuff because it's, 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 you're talking to me to a certain degree, but I just, I mean, I don't, I haven't had those conversations. Like, I ain't going to say who the person is, but um, it's somebody close. It's a family member. And it's like, ah, I just don't answer the phone or I'll yeah. text. Cause I'm not about to, we not about to sit on the phone for 30, 40 minutes and you wasting my time. So mm. what, uh, so say somebody's in that position, right? right? They, they got that friend, your family member, whoever it is that got the wrong kind of energy. And, yeah. um, how do they, for one, present that conversation in a, in a way that the person can understand it. And then two, do they go to a different environment or do they stay and work on their self? Cause sometimes people think, Oh, I'm not, I'm just not going to hang out with them cause they not doing this, but I'm going to hang out with them cause they over here doing this, but you might not be ready for that over there. So, mm. you know, so what the first question is like the conversation that you have, like to maybe to kind of be nice to the person. Cause I know, some, but you don't have to be nice, but how to, you know, kind of break it down. And then mm-hmm. do you stay in, stay to yourself or do you go into a new environment and that new environment is going to bring you all this new stuff? Um, I would say there's really no right time and there's no nice way. Uh, the only way, in my opinion, is to be genuine and to be respectful and to um, have it in person. I like in-person conversations, especially if that person is uh, significant in your life. How that, how that conversation in person? Say, look, man, I'm on this right now. And um you know, if you if, if it aligns with this, then that's where I want us to meet. And if it doesn't, then you're going to have to leave me out of it. Um, we, we can talk every now and then because you, you still it's an important part of my life. Um, when it when it comes to the, the bigger picture and a large grand scheme out of respect for me, and respect for yourself. I need you to not call me on that. I don't want to hear you gossip and, and give them some boundaries. I don't want to hear you gossip. I don't want to talk about this and this. Um, I do want to talk about this, though, and I, I hope that we do get to that level to where we can talk. Um, I wouldn't stop messing with them um, because um, I'll put it this way. If you take a penguin and take a penguin out of, let's say, Antarctica and put it in Oklahoma, it's still a penguin. So it doesn't matter where you go. You, you are who you are. Um, and what you'll, what you'll do on accident is you'll remove yourself from those people that you don't want to be around and go to this next group and you might not be ready for them. And you might be that person that they remove. So we just got to make sure that we holding ourselves accountable. We're doing it and it's genuine and we're being respectful with it. Um, and then we just hold ourselves accountable first. And then those people will find you. You won't have to remove yourself. I was told by a wise man that master yourself and the world will come to you. So just be ready for the world. Mm. Mm. That was good. Because when you said about the penguin, the penguin gonna be a penguin no matter it's where it go. Be a penguin no matter where it go. No matter where it go, and like you said, you might like you might not be ready for that next. So you gotta master yourself, and that's mm. what mental health is about: is mastering who you are and bettering yourself. Because I know, so I'm about to be 36 this year. So I, I got into the kind of entrepreneurial, better personal develop. I'll say personal development entrepreneurial thing um six years ago mm-hmm. so i'm a definitely a different person from though that six years ago i definitely don't talk to uh, probably 90 percent of those people that i used to talk to and on a regular basis now some people i just don't talk to at all 
no hard feelings. Should have had that conversation, like you said, sit down, like, hey, right now, what you be talking about is not what I really want to, you know, <laughs> because I, like, one of, like, one of close friend, like, I was married. He was single. It was like, he was always talking about the single. It's like, bro, I don't want to hear, like, I'm married. You know what I'm saying? Nothing against what you're saying. It's not bad. If I was single, oh, I'd be into the conversation, but I'm yeah. married. I got kids. Yeah. I, what I want to talk about that, bro, you don't even know what I, I can't even talk to you about what I want to talk about because you don't know because you're not, you don't got a wife. So yeah. it's like you, and like you said, so now that I'm, when I was married, I was able to have conversations with older married men and they could help, but I can't have a conversation with my single friend, not because anything wrong, you're just single. You just don't have the information that I might need. And that's sometimes where you got to realize your friends you grew up with, your family member, they might not have the information. They could only give you the information to get you to a certain level or that um, significant other was only able to get you to that certain level. And now you got to realize, okay, I got to leave that alone because I'm not going to be able to get, you know, to the top of the mountain if I'm hanging with people that can only get me to the middle of the mountain. The people in the middle of the mountain, they already at the top. They going to yell down at me if I just look up. If I just mm -hmm. look forward, Instead of keep looking in the rear view mirrors, I'm going to be able to. And that, that what was really getting to me is I didn't have those conversations. Two people, um, well, I tried with one person to have the conversation like, you know, but you got to have those conversations with people. I think that's the mature thing to do and not always be stubborn because I was stubborn in that. Like, I don't need to talk to them. They understand. But just to have that conversation so they didn't, think that I was being a different person or I was changing. It's just there's different seasons for everybody in your life. Yeah, if you um, don't talk to them, that's that's on you if you don't talk to them. But if you yeah. talk to them and communicate, then that's on them now. Yep. And it, and I got to say, with two of my closest friends that I had from a shorty, it was on me. If they ever mm -hmm. listen to this, if y'all listen to this episode, if somebody listened to it and they know who I'm talking about, it, it was on me. I didn't have those that mature conversation. And people told me, reach out to him. I'm like, nah. And that was my that was me being stubborn. That was me yeah. not really being mature about it. And it had to do with my mental health. Like yeah. your mental health has a lot to do with your actions. And your yeah. mental health has a lot to do with what you feed yourself. So as you were, you know, going through what are some what are some mental health diets that you use? to help you to get a better um, to get a better grips of your mental health and just a better grips of your mindset. Um, I'm careful of the music I listen to. I think the last song I listened to, and this was like two or three months ago, the last hip hop song I listened to was Mortal Man by Kendrick Lamar. And I just don't listen to hip hop anymore like that. Um, movies I watch, I really don't watch movies like that. Um, YouTube, uh, I'm very, I write down what I want to do in YouTube. And now I'm inconsistent. I'm, I'm going to do this 100% of the time. Uh, more times than not, I think in my head what I want to do in YouTube before I get there. Because YouTube will draw you in. You'll be there for eight hours. You say, I only came <laughs> for one video. My goodness, they knew everything I wanted to watch somehow. So it's just, uh, what am I going to do on this phone? Put your phone to the side, turn the TV off. Um, look up some maybe ocean sounds or some um, sounds of like wind chimes. And something that is like a blank piece of paper that you can do whatever you want to do with it. 
Like one of my favorites is cooling the gang on a one hour loop because it's a blank piece of paper for me. It gets me where I need to be. And then from there, it's on me. So what are you ingesting? What are you watching? What are you listening to? Um, what are you surrounding yourself around? Uh, put your phone to the side. Um, disconnect yourself from the internet. You got to disconnect. You have to get that. I'm telling you, get that piece of paper, um, write down some ideas, put it on a Google document and just keep adding to it each and every day. You know, where do I see myself in, in 20 years, 15, 10, 5 now in that end goal? So where we're working towards something, because if you have no goal, even if you hit something, you're still missing because you had no target. So what's our target? Mm, I like that. Um, I definitely I I still listen to music. Music is my thing. It's like it's particular music, like maybe some days I wake up and I got a daily song list it's all different kinds of music, different artists, different genre. So that kind of helps. But some days I wake up, I want to listen to some gospel. Some days I want to listen to my trap music just to, you know, just get me in a certain feeling because that I know certain music. But then, like before, if, you know, you're going through something with a female or something, you are or a male or whatever in relationship, you want to go listen to the sad song. No, I ain't listening to the sad songs. So I definitely understand um, it was a point where I didn't listen to music until after 10 o'clock in the morning. Mm. And that helped. And I started noticing that. And like um, like you said about the like the chimes and all that. Before I go to sleep, I put on meditation music. Like mm -hmm. it helped. Like I don't I put now I'm putting my phone down and away from me, not in the bed with me. I'm putting it down. Mm -hmm. So I'm even grabbing it. That's because like you said, um, for me personally, it's like YouTube, not YouTube, but Instagram. I mm -hmm. might go in there and I might be looking up a certain video or a certain person. I'm like, okay, I want to hear what they had to say, or I remember seeing this and I'll go look and then I get distraction. It's 30 minutes. Like YouTube, <laughs> YouTube, it's yeah. like, I notice on YouTube, like, cause my son's on there too. So it'll be some of his little goofy stuff he watched. And I'm like, uh, not interested, not interested. And then I'll see some stuff. Maybe I watched because I watched the video and then I watched another one and I start going to the not interested. And I only, mm -hmm. and I'll go to a video like, okay, this video, I don't really feel like watching it right now. Save for later. So when mm -hmm. I go back, it's all videos that no matter if I watch it, it's going to help what I'm doing, help my thinking or whatever. So that, that is a big thing that you have to do. Like you said, you got to disconnect yourself. Because we get on our phone and we're on it all the time. And sometimes we're not doing anything productive on the phone. And mm. I know for me, I'll be looking like, man, you just spent like an hour looking through different social medias. But what did you get out of it? So now Ooh. me, like I'm looking up clothing lines or I'm looking up podcasts. Like I get on Twitter more because Twitter is not – as much with the photos, like you really got to go look and see photos as more words or uh, commenting or whatever. And it'll distract you and get you away from what you need to. A lot of people, the TV you watch, hmm. I don't watch. I'm not a big TV watcher. Um, I have particular shows that I do like and I watch them. I watch basketball. That's just something I probably always watch. I don't hmm. watch it as much, but I, I might have it on just to hear to hear what's going on while I'm working or whatever. But those things are definitely, you got to, it's the music, um, definitely the TV, de de like, because a lot of stuff, that's why our kids act the way, that's a whole different conversation, though. But that's why, you know, the youth act the way they act, because the TV and the music, and then you have to minimize using your phone. 
mm. and actually getting out that pen or that paper or getting on your laptop or whatever device besides your phone and writing down those thoughts because that helps. Like yeah. when you when you go say for me, like I looked at a journal like last year and I was looking at it, I was like, dang, I remember going through that or I remember that. And then I look at where I'm at now, I'm like, okay. Okay, I, I fixed that problem. I don't have that issue no more because I was able to go back and look and see how I felt 2021, um, February 14th, how I felt on that day. Now, do I feel the same way in 2022? No, I don't. So that definitely helps. Um, so with your mental health, did you get around um, different people? Was your conversations different? Or was it something you worked on internally and then you just, like you said, you worked on, uh, you mastered yourself and then everything started coming to you or did you try to go and seek some help? Um, In the beginning, a little bit of both. I mean, I'm just by nature a really quiet person. I like to, in a perfect world, I'll just be a fly on the wall and watch um, and interject myself when need be or when forced to do so out of necessity. Um, so I would just really just watch people, you know, in high school, I would see how people interact with themselves and yeah, you, you act this way with this person, then with this other person it's different. And then when this person's around, you act this certain way, but when they're not there, you act a certain way. And so then what I started to do was, okay, now I need to hold myself to that same level of accountability and same level of scrutiny. Uh, when, you know, what am I doing on a consistent basis? You know, how can I be better? And right, I'm telling you, that piece of paper has been um, has been life changing for me. It's just to hold myself accountable to the highest regard um, in my life. Everything is my fault. Um, it, I mean, this is my own interpretation. God is in control of everything. While at the same time, I'm empowered to make certain decisions and to not make certain decisions. And that's what I'm going to be held accountable for. It's my intent when I make decisions and my intent when I don't make decisions. And so everything is my fault. From this happening to that happening, and then what can I do better? What can I do differently? And honestly, what is out of my control? Because there's no way I can be in control of everything or be responsible for everything. That's a more appropriate term. Be responsible for everything. And it's letting go. I have to let go of a lot of things, and some things are above me. And it's handled the things that I am able to control, which is how I, for instance, how I dress. I walk, uh, I communicate. Let's do some reading and find some synonyms and some adjectives and kind of not perfect, uh, while at the same time sharpen uh, my literary skills and the way that I interpret things um, and just hold myself to a higher regard. I, I don't have any conflict with people um, that's serious. Um, policemen or people of the criminal justice, I don't have problems with them. I get pulled over. It's a simple conversation. Um, I look them in the eyes and speak to them as a human being. Um, the only issues I really have it is with me. Either I hold myself back and I'll start to resent myself like you didn't give it your all um, or I'll give too much and then I'll be upset. Like you gave too much. Was it necessary? Yeah, you said that. You were right with what you said, Omari, but was it necessary though? And so that's the next level of my maturity, my evolution is doing what's necessary, um, being more strategic, um, and being more efficient and holistic with my approach and standing high to stand because um, at the end of the day, I'm going to be held uh, accountable before God for everything I say and everything I don't say and everything I do and everything I don't do. Man, 
That was good. That was some good stuff. Uh, you said everything is my fault. And I think people don't realize your life is your fault. Mm. Your life, whatever, whatever, wherever you at, if you, where you want to be at, you live in what you're doing. If you're not doing wherever, wherever you're at is your fault. Because like Amari just said, you have choices to make mm. a choice or not to make a choice. The choice is yours. Because you could not make a choice, and that could cost you more than actually making a choice. You mm-hmm. got to think about what what you do, what 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 the results are. Um, for instance, I'm just I, I my analogies be crazy. It's Valentine's Day, right? So mm-hmm. male or more female, because this is their day. So you choose. Oh, it's a little dude you've been talking to. Oh, he gets you some gifts and all that, and you like, oh, that's so sweet. But his goal is to get some. That's basically what, you know, when you're not in a relationship and it's a holiday coming up, not all the time, but especially Valentine's Day, you trying to get some and you like, oh, OK. And you go out and then say you've been celibate for a year, two years and you, oh, this guy's so sweet. And now you go back home. He didn't left. And now you feeling silly because a, a decision that you made could have cost you less if you didn't make that decision. It ain't mm-hmm. about him giving you the gifts or him doing that. It's about the end result. How will you feel or how would that, you know, how you've been on this, you know, it's kind of like somebody that's um, doing drugs and they've been sober. And then all of a sudden you go to a party where all the stuff that you used to didn't do. You yeah. got a choice to go there or you don't got a choice. Which one is going to cost you the most? That's, that's what it is. Which one, which choice is going to cost you the most? And you don't make that choice. And sometimes you don't have to make a choice. Like we were talking about earlier, you don't have to answer the phone. Hmm. You don't have to go to that family function if you know what's going to happen at the family function. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to. You don't have to go to a job because your mom said, "Oh, Sister Tree Tree uh, got a job for you," but they only paying you X amount of dollars. Where you know you you worth more than that, and you can go into a job, but you actually got to go up and apply. But since you don't want to apply, you go with Sister Tree Tree. Now every week you mad, and I ain't got no money. Well, mm. you took what you was worth <laughs> and applied. So the choice is yours, and your life is your fault. And mm. I I had to learn that. And when I when I was writing stuff down and just looking at life, I was like, I can't be mad at nobody but myself. Like any decision. So I'm just give a, a transparent one. So last year, I got a new car, right? It was a gift. Nice car. I live in the hood, kind of, sort of. I'm like at the end of it. So I go to this gas station all the time. Run in, run out. It's late. I run in. Somebody steals my car. Mm. The place I could have made was take my keys out. No matter if I'm going there for two seconds, it's to take my keys out to go with me. But I didn't. And that cost me more for not making a decision instead of making a decision and you know my phone was in there like it could have went bad because i opened the door dude could have had a gun like all kinds of stuff could have happened in that situation so i made a choice to go in and not take my keys but then i made a choice of not to really try to like be forceful or like try to save my car because i don't know what the next you know what could happen after that and my son was at home so it's like I, I made a choice not to make a choice, but then I made a choice. Okay, let's 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 not do nothing. Let's uh, as long as I'm safe, I can get home to my son. And yeah. sometimes 
somebody else could have been in that situation and shot somebody, but then went to jail. Or mm-hmm. you shot that person and there two other people walking up and they could have shot me. Mm. So it's the choice is yours to make it or not to make it. And your life is your fault, no matter where you're at. I think when people realize that, they'll change how they think. They'll change how they move. That is a big step in mental health is to realize every situation. Not Now, there because some people will be like, well, what if such and such did, you know, now some things happen to you, but the choice is yours. If you're going to say, tell somebody or you're not going to tell somebody. Hmm. But the choice is always yours. And I like how you said, y'all, you don't get into it with nobody really. Like, and people be like, really? You can, like, when you're at peace with yourself, you don't have to argue. You don't got to go and you don't got to do anything that you don't want to do. And hmm. I'm sure you don't care what other people think about it. Like, yeah. Yeah. So how, so how did you, did you always have that? I don't care what people think, or was it something like you had to work on throughout the years and then you got to a point where mm-hmm. like, I don't really care what, what, um, think. well, I mean, if I'm being honest with the listeners, I, I do care what people think. It just doesn't matter that much. Okay. You know, it's, are we business partners? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So no. So that means what's your, your financial opinion is you don't have anything invested in it. So why would I give your opinion that much weight? I'll consider it. Um, it's not going to be heavily considered because you have nothing at stake. Um, are you my wife or my mother that's helped me take care of my kids? Oh, you're somebody that I met today. So you're not, if anything happens to my kids, you're not going to be 10 toes on the front lines with me at the hospital or going to urgent care to get them Get them right where they need to be. So I consider your companion just not very much. Uh, when it comes to my job and my, my businesses, are you financially supporting? Are you collaborating? Are you, oh, you're not doing any of that? Oh, okay. So I consider your companion just not very heavily. I just had to look at things from a holistic standpoint. Is this person, what do they bring to the table first? That's my thing. What do you bring into the table first? Is it an opportunity to collaborate? Are you bringing finances? Are you bringing intellectual property? What exactly are you bringing? And then from there, that tells me the context of the information you give. Because if you just, you know, a person that I come across, hey, you should do this, this, and this, I'm going to say thank you. But if you're saying, hey, Omar, I got this idea uh, for this book, I'm going to say, okay, well, what do you have to bring? Well, you know, it's it's halfway done. Um, I'm willing to put up 40% of the finances and take care of the copyright fee. Uh, that, that whoa whoa now that's a different conversation because now you're talking about investments and you're talking about liability and you have something at stake and so that's one thing i had to worry about was to see the context in which people speak from and what they have to risk what are they risking by giving me this what are they risking by offering uh, offering me this what are they risking by telling me this if they don't have much at risk then i don't give it much weight because they they won't suffer the consequences that i will like for, for instance Omar, you should go invest in that company. I invest in it. I lose two or three thousand. I'm gonna say, hey man, you, you you told me this information and I lost two or three thousand. You know what they're gonna say? Oh, my bad. I'm gonna yeah. say, you gonna help me? Are you gonna you know kick me some of this back since you you know you you contributed to my decision by offering me this this advice? Oh nah, man, that's you on your own. So keep that same energy from level zero when you even approach me. 
Because that's when I'm gonna put you. So it's just being more organic with that and, and being and being more holistic. And, and you're gonna hurt people's feelings, and that's okay because their problem is internal. I could tell somebody throw their shoes away, they're gonna disregard what I'm saying. So why why am I telling that I'm not worried about what you're talking about? Now all of a sudden you feel some type of way. I don't have that power over you. It's just you don't have that power over yourself and you exposing yourself. That's what you're really doing, in my opinion. <laughs> oh, you better talk that talk, man. Like you you said it in, in any form that anybody could understand. I don't really even gotta just go over it, but you does that what do they bring to the table? <laughs> you gotta think about like it's like I'm single, right? And there's you know, women, oh what uh, wanna, you know, talk. It's like what do you bring to the table? Like mm. I don't Ooh. really like like cause for me, so I work, <laughs> I have a business, I have a podcast. I get my son every other weekend. I might get him throughout the week. Don't always happen, but it could happen. So I'm doing all these things. What can you bring to the table? Oh, you want to sit on the phone with me all day? No, that's stopping me from working. Oh, you want to hang out? Oh, you want to lay up? No, I'm not doing that. And nothing against you. It's just not where I'm at in this season. Like, I'm, you're not about to stop my grind. You're not mm. about to stop me because you want to date me. I not I don't even want to go there with you because you're not bringing anything to the table. Now, if it's somebody like they like, well, I kind of want to talk to you. Uh, what do you do? Oh, well, I know uh, where you can, you know, start making your own shirts. I got I know my, you know, my oh, cousin man. got this and da, 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 da. Oh, that's a different kind of conversation. Now, mm. you're helping me save some time. Now I can spend some time with you. Come but on, if, man. If you're not adding value and vice versa, if I'm not adding value to you. Don't just keep me around just because. No, let me know. Hey, I, I had somebody let me know. And the old me, I would have been mad. And I looked at the I looked at the text and I said, I get it. I'm not for her. Nothing to be mm. mad at. Delete the number. Delete all the call logs. You know, all right. We had a good time, but I'm not for her in this season. I didn't bring what she needed to the table. Can't be yeah. mad at that. Man. You can't. And if you can't bring what somebody needs to the table, if I ask you to bring some some ribs, uh, you better not bring no chicken. I didn't ask you to bring no chicken. I said to bring ribs. I need exact. Mm. I need these ribs. I don't need chicken. So mm. you have to understand if you're not bringing value to somebody, then you're not really doing anything. And if you can't bring any value, you shouldn't be doing. You shouldn't even be dating. You shouldn't even be talking to nobody. You shouldn't even be trying to worry about what the world got going on. You need to be working on you. Because if mm -hmm. you don't work on you, nothing, nothing else matters. I um, I heard a quote. It was like, if you can't run your household, you can't run no business. If you're not mm -hmm. the CEO of your house, what you, what you, what, you, what you doing with a business? What you thinking you gonna run a company for? What mm -hmm. you think you gonna start a business for? You can't even run your house. And it's it's really that simple. If mm. your your house, if your personal space, if you ain't got that under control, you're gonna have problems in everything else that you do. Because how you do one thing is how you do everything. Come on. And uh to what you were saying about adding so it's kinda like if somebody um car breaks down, right? Or get a flat tire. If you got a flat tire, people can see you got a flat tire, but you sitting in the car, they gonna ride right past you. But they see you out there and you you know, you trying to, you know, fix the tire, you trying to put the spare tire and they see you, they're going to help you because they mm. like, oh, I can add value to what he got going on because he's already doing something. But if you mm. ain't doing that, I'm adding value to. 
What am I adding value to? Nothing. I love I love this conversation because is some people ain't gonna like it. Some people are gonna be mad, but when you really look at it's it, it's your fault. However, where you at, and it's your fault that you're not working on yourself. It's nobody else's fault. It's not your wife is not gonna stop you. Your kids are not gonna stop you from working on yourself because if you don't work on yourself, if you're not the best Amari, how can you be the best husband? How can you be the best father? How can you how can you do these things? If I'm not working on me, I can't be the best son my mom need, the best brother my sister need, the best uh father my kids need. Like if I don't do those things by working on myself, you can't do anything else. And people don't realize that. And I love what you said. You don't really care if people and their feelings because that's something internal. Yeah. That's just like uh, <laughs> somebody or oh, they cuss you out. Okay, that's cool. You done? That was yeah. You, you done. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm like you done because that's an internal problem that you oh, want to argue. Only like I cuss, but I'm not cussing at someone, or I'm not. Oh, you mother f. No, I just use cuss words throughout my conversation. So it's like if I'm talking to you and we're disagreeing, I'm gonna I'm gonna come to you with facts, or I'm gonna come to you with my perspective. You take my perspective. And you can run with it or you can just be like, no, your opinion or your perspective might be different. But as long as I gave off what I needed to give off, then I'm going to do that. I'm not. You could come and you could do all that cussing, but I'm not even going to feed into that. Well, ain't no, it ain't even worth my time even conversating with you because you like mm. that. You want me to react and get off my uh, get off my positive energy uh, <laughs> bubble. No. <laughs> no, it's not gonna work. And I love that, like, even in your voice and even how you talking, you calm. Like you a chill dude. Like you like, man, that ain't bothering me. Mm. And it seems like that's always been you. So for someone that's the opposite of that, they going through it right now. It's their mama fault. It's um, you know, they not analyzing their life, they just going through the motions of life. What are like at least three practical like tips that they can start today to where they can work on that mental health or work on their their inner them? Uh, three tips. Three tips. The first one I will say, and this is my favorite, is to go to go in the bathroom, knock the door, turn the light on, and look in the mirror. And it's gonna be hard for a lot of us. It's hard for me sometimes, and I do it every day. Um, you got to look in the mirror and start at 30 seconds because you're going to see some things that and it's going to trigger some memories and some trauma. You're going to be triggered and see some things that maybe you wanted to hide or um, uh, ignore. And it's going to come up and you have to face that because acknowledgement is the first step. So look at yourself and have, you know, small converse- conversations. I'm not saying, well, I, I watched Lord of the Rings. I'm not saying argue with yourself like Smeagol. Where it's like a uh, disrespectful and uh, you're ostracizing yourself. Had a conversation like, man, you was bugging. I know we can do better. You know what, man? We had a great time. And I like how you did this and this. You know what? Thank you. You're welcome. There's those small conversations and they add up to eventually you can do 10 and 15 minutes just looking at yourself. You're going to see, you're going to see whatever you are, you're going to see because that mirror is unbiased. So it's just you, like that same piece of paper. It's just you. Uh, the second thing is to what is the end goal? Everything you're doing right now, most well, most of us, it's just short to intermediate term. It's not the end goal. What's the end goal other than sports and video games? 
I feel like our community settles for that. And when then when that doesn't work, it's, oh, well, I guess I'm not going to be of any value. And it's like, that is unacceptable. Um, so what's, what's the end goal? Is it entrepreneurship? Is it a, a community college to get our basics out the way to go to a major college or university? Is it trade school to get that trade? Is it working a nine to five so we can get the maybe apparel and some intellectual property off the ground? It's whatever it is. Let's write that down and work backwards to where we are present tense and do it every day, multiple times a day. I, I, to this day, I still write down my plan and write down what I have to bring, what I have to offer, the end goal, what it's going to take to get there. And I put it in a Google Drive and add to it every day and write it down every day until I memorize it. And then once I memorize it, I'm thinking about it. I don't know, car ride home. I could think about how this conversation with this person kind of stopped. That's a waste of energy. Let's think about this plan and see what else we can implement. Something different we can put in there. Is there a new connect I made to get better t-shirts? Or um, is there someone I made that can help me with this mix and master, this soundtrack? Or is it a new uh, actor or actress that I can collaborate with on this play, on this playwright? It's just time to, to, to shift our thinking. Um, so we have the 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 purpose, we have the the mirror, and the third one is to write down compliments. Surround you gotta you gotta reprogram yourself, and it's gonna be difficult, especially if you're around family, because family is the hardest person to, that in my opinion, to change around, because they know you to be one way, and they only want you to be one way because it makes them comfortable. So you gotta write down compliments, tell yourself compliments all the time. I'm amazing, fantastic, exemplary, wonderful, sensational, phenomenal, magnificent. Like it's a lot of different adjectives you can use. And start, start at first, tell yourself those compliments over and over. Um, and you're going to feel like you're lying to yourself and you're not. It's just you have to deceive yourself to reprogram and trigger yourself because you're not used to doing it. How you, how you feeling today? Good. How are you? Good. I'm cool. Oh, how you feeling? I'm living. Like that's, that's now it's time to raise the standard. How you doing? You know what? I'm doing awful. At least acknowledge the reality of the situation. Instead of I'm cool, I'm good, I'm living, I'm all right, I'm making it, and then I'm, I'm I'm maintaining. Like that's 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 the ground level. And then once you start doing that and getting comfortable with those adjectives and whether positive or negative, regressive or progressive, just acknowledge the reality of it and then start adding a why. Amari, how you feeling today? I'm amazing. Why? Well, I'm amazing because uh, in my family tree. As far as I can see, there's never been a husband first, father second. I'm the first in my family tree that did that. So that's one reason why I'm exemplary and stupendous is that my kids know their father and they know he's consistent and they know he's the way he stands and the way he moves because, you know, God is is what it is and there's just no other options. So it's just those little minute filling in the details. Amari, I'm feeling awful today. Why? Well, I'm feeling awful because, um, you know, I had a dream last night and it, it, it I didn't like how it made me feel. Okay, how did it make you feel? Well, you know what? It made me feel like one, two, three, four, five. You know what? If it made me feel like that, I guarantee it a captivated audience. Let's write that down and make that into a film. And this is actually what I did. I woke up at 2 a.m., 3 a.m. to some very, very disheartening images in my mind. And I wrote it down and I'm going to make it into a film. So it's just taking whatever God give you or whatever the higher power give you and Pushing it to a progressive, acknowledge it first. Always acknowledge it. Push it into a progressive way. Find a way to monetize it. And then we get that intellectual property to where the copyright and everything we own, we can bequeath that to the next of kin, to our, our dependents. Mm. I love that. One, <laughs> one thing that uh, I'm laughing because I just had uh, this conversation with my son. 
and I call him because I, I try to call him before he go to school and when he get out of school or when he, you know, before he goes to bed. And I'm like, how was your day? Good. Mm-hmm. And I and I was realizing, I was like, hold on. My son is a little me. I know at some point he didn't got in trouble. Something mm-hmm. happened at school. And I'm like, dude, you need to explain. Like, don't always yeah. tell me good. Like, tell me what actually happened. And I never realized that with my, my, you know, when your parents ask you, how was your day? Or what did you learn? I don't know. And it's like, no, they're asking you that to really get it out of you to actually be able to communicate. Mm-hmm. And I try to get that to my son. Like, I okay, you had a good day, but nothing bad happened. Or what What made your day good? Like, yeah. tell me what made your day good. I had this conversation with him like a few days ago. Last It had to be last week when he was in school. Um, and I was like, what makes your, you know, because like you said, it's like, oh, I had a good day. Or you might ask somebody, oh, I'm blessed and highly favored. Why are you blessed and highly favored? Yeah. <laughs> like, why? Like, are you just saying that just to say it? Or you really mm. feel that way? And why do you feel that way? Because I don't feel blessed and highly favored at this moment. So maybe you telling me why you feel that way will help me. And that that why I'm I like that because I don't I don't ask myself why sometimes mm. like why do I feel this way or why did that trigger me or you know why it's like that why will really help you get to the root. Ooh. It's getting to the point to where you know I like to acknowledge people and I like acknowledge people. They say hey how you doing and I don't even answer sometimes. I just walk past them because I already know your answer and you know how are you gonna have a conversation with me and you still walking. So it's like you you just asking that instinctually maybe to be in your head respectful, professional. So how about we just be genuine and just not even have the conversation and save the energy? Hey, how you doing today? I just wave to him. You know, you know, I acknowledge you, you acknowledge me. We can save that energy though. You just go about your day and I'll go about mine. Mm, you just you just punched me in the face. Um Cause I, I really, cause that is kind of like when you see people, I work at a school, I'm a teacher. So, you know, your parents, Hey, how's it going? <laughs> really just, I'm saying, Hey, they, they really just saying, Hey, they saying, how you doing? But they're walking. And that makes me right now. Like, okay. When somebody, next time somebody asks me, I'm going to have a converse. Like if it's, like you said, if it's somebody walking, but if it's somebody we face to face, how are you really doing? Because yeah. sometimes you ask somebody how they really doing. They might be having a messed up day and you asked them that and they got to vent that made their day better. You didn't have to buy them no lunch. You didn't have to cash app. You ain't have to go do nothing but say, how are you really doing? I got one for you. Yep. Hit them with the, how you doing today? Other than good. Mm. I'm telling you, you go, oh, I got an instinctual response that I've said a million times, but now I have to actually give effort and really acknowledge how I am. So just know you're going to have some, it's almost, you know how a machine malfunction and like kind of go against the grain. Mm -hmm. You're going to make people malfunction with that one. You know, how you doing today other than good? Good. Man, you really are. Cause you really just like, that's really a, a way of just saying hi in the yeah. morning. Like when yeah. I see them, Hey, how you doing? But they're yep. walking and mm-hmm. it's like, wow. Now it's like, I'm really going, Hey, how you really doing? Cause you could tell, you know, sometimes somebody, cause people can tell when something wrong with me or, you know, something off. Cause my body language, my face will tell it. And then 
somebody's a couple people, man, what's really wrong? What's going on? Like you ain't yourself. You don't look yourself. And you can tell by somebody's body language because that's a part of communication. Come on. Something wrong with you. Let me ask you. Let me. I got five minutes. Let me ask you what's really wrong with you because first off, your child's in my class or your child's in somebody else's class, so you're a part of the school. Let me see how you're doing because if I'm working on my own mental health or I'm working on me, let me see, you know, my five minutes with you might ch- might change a week. Hmm. You know, so that really that really smacked me in the face to actually do that more, not just with myself, but actually with people. Mm-hmm. Um, you said, look in the mirror, have them conversations with yourself. You got to do that because when you look at yourself, you see who you really are. It's no it's, it's, it's no look. You know, it's not like, oh, uh, no, you're looking at yourself. So if whatever, however you look at yourself, you can see, oh, I'm. Oh my goodness, my my eyes are are lower. I got the puffy. I need to get some rest. I ain't even realized that. Or mm. just looking at yourself in in the eye, you're looking in your spirit. Because I've done it. And I was sitting Ooh. there. I'm like, I don't like, I don't like this. I don't like who I am right now. <laughs> and I had to have that conversation. Sometimes I had a conversation like in different places. But when you're looking at yourself, mm-hmm. is you really talk your laser focus on talking to yourself and helping yourself. And like you said, don't have no dis- don't be disrespectful to yourself, because um, it's like when I play basketball, I talk to myself. It's like, bro, keep shooting, or why why did you do that, or whatever. And it's not in a disrespectful way. It could sound that way to somebody else, but I know how to talk to myself to get me going. And then it might be like, all right, I made the next shot. Uh oh, I made the next one, or I got back on defense. I'm gonna stop letting him, you know, do whatever it is because I was talking to myself. When you talk to yourself, you'll stop doing some certain stuff. You'll start mm-hmm. looking at yourself a certain way. You'll start – you might get disgusted at yourself. you like, I didn't just – for instance, say I don't, I don't gain weight. I'm not too much. <laughs> I stay in the same weight. But say you, you know, somebody that gains weight and you look at yourself, you say, hold on a minute. I didn't let myself get away. And you didn't even realize it. Mm. You know, we went through COVID. You just going through the flow. You ain't looked at yourself in the mirror. You know, you might look at when you got clothes on and you going out, but you ain't never looked at yourself and be like, I'm really letting myself go. Yeah. This isn't who I am. And then you said, get that pen and that paper. Come on. It's different about a pen and a paper, a pencil and a paper, a marker, whatever, whatever utensil you use. But it's something about putting that on paper and seeing it. And depending on what it is, post it up. Yeah. Some people, you know, you you put yours in the Google Drive so you can, you know, post it up. I post stuff up so I can see it. So when I walk past, I can see. Okay. And um, like you said, uh, say positive. Give yourself compliments. That's affirmations. I got a some color right. I didn't really. I did a project with um some of my summer school class, and it's I am, and it's got different stuff, and I say it. Mm-hmm. And, and it gives me that confidence of those things. I might not be feeling handsome. I might not have had a haircut in three weeks, but I know I'm handsome. Mm-hmm. I might not be feeling that way, but I am that way. Like your feelings sometimes don't dictate what you're, what who you really are. It's mm-hmm. just you have that feeling at that moment because mm-hmm. you know you you ain't got a cut. You ain't your women. You ain't got your nails done. You ain't got this or your lashes, whatever, and you like, oh, I'm, I'm feeling ugly. You feeling ugly, but you're not ugly. Come on. And you gotta separate the two, and that's why 
you write those things down of who you really are and you look at yourself and you talk to yourself of who you really are because only person besides God knows who you really are is you. Hmm. And if those three steps that he just said, look at yourself in the mirror, have a positive conversation, start off small. You ain't got to go 10 minutes right out. Start 30 seconds. Then he said, compliment yourself, write things down to compliment yourself and then write down the plan. My mom, I don't remember how long she'd been telling me this, but she said, always have a plan. Because mm. if you have a plan, you, you, you're just going out there. You're just going out there. Like you just going out in the world and it's like, okay, you need a job, but you don't got a plan. You're like, oh, I would just go to go to all the stores that got uh, now hiring. But if you realize you might have to go online to do it, you could have saved you some money, saved you some gas by mm. just going to the library or getting on your laptop and filling out those applications. But you didn't have a plan. You just went out there. And mm. now it didn't took you three, four weeks to fill out these applications when you could have done it the first day and had a job already. Mm. Don't have a plan. You always have a plan, and you gotta stick to that plan. And I give uh, before I ask you to um, give us think of a quote, an underdog quote. Give you a transparent moment uh, about not sticking to the plan. So I was a coach. This is my first time coaching high school. Um, it was a summer. I think it was one summer league, but it wasn't like an actual high school basketball team. It was a high school league. So I'm teaching, um, coaching high school players. First game, we get blown out. We play like one of the best dudes in high school at the time, and he killed us. So I'm like, okay, I can see my team doesn't have great man-to-man, but let's try this 2-3 zone. Mm-hmm. What? We stuck, we stuck to the 2-3 zone. We never lost another game, right? And my team, I, I brought up my team from some of my old players, and I got some from the league. So they didn't know who I was. And they like, hold on, who is this team? They beating everybody now. And when we got to the playoffs, because we are missing our big man, even though I should have stuck to the plan, I didn't stick to the 2-3 zone. I switched it up, and we ended up losing. We ended up losing because the time ran out. Something happened where I ain't going to say they cheated us, but they cheated us where we didn't – something happened with the time. But if I would have stuck to that plan, we could have won. But I didn't Mm -hmm. stick to the plan. And when you don't stick to the plan – you can lose and you can miss out on winning a championship or getting a new promotion or whatever the case, whatever that looks like with that plan. If you don't stick to that plan, you're going to lose and you're going to be, you're going to be ass out and it's going to be whose fault? Your fault. Because why? You didn't make the choice to stick to the plan. So it costs you more by not <laughs> sticking to the plan than choosing to stick to the plan. Man, this this conversation is was amazing because it wasn't just for the listeners. It was for me, too. I needed to hear some of this stuff to get them light bulbs going. But what is a quote, the underdog quote, that somebody needs to hear when it comes to mental health or just just their mindset? What okay. What is a quote you got? All right, before I get a quote, um, I'm going I'm to comment on sticking to the plan. Uh, I know a lot of us think that um, – doing the same thing over and over again is complacency. And the, the difference between being consistent and being complacent is the intention. You know, being consistent is, is my intention to, to continue to do this, to make it better, but I'm going to stick to the fundamentals where complacency is, well, I guess I'm going to do it because I've always done it. 
Like you kind of see the difference in intention. One is like lackadaisical. I guess I'm going to do it because it's just a convenient thing to do. And I really don't feel like doing anything different where the consistency is, you know what, I'm going to do this and make it better. I'm going to hone it, but I'm going to stick to these fundamentals and I'm going I'm to get better with my fundamentals to make sure I am where I need to be. Uh, my quote, and this is on the website too, uh, O-M-A-R-I-A-A.com. My quote that I coined is, and I'm going to say it twice because I'm going to miss a lot of y'all on this first one. Every step I take toward my death is another step toward my success. And so I step. And so I'm going to say it again, just so it resonates a little differently. I said, every step I take toward my death is another step toward my success. And so I step. <laughs> Man, what? That, yeah, that's going to go. You're going to you have to rewind that, hit that little 10 seconds again to get that. I, I, I The first time I'm like, huh? Okay, mm-hmm. I get it. In the second time, it's it's, it's real simple. We just gonna leave it at that. You you have to interpret that how you need to interpret that for your life. Um, I appreciate you, my brother. This was a great conversation. I know if I took something away from it, the listeners took something away from it. I appreciate you um, with your time. Appreciate you talking to me the other day. Just reaching out and wanting to be a part of this. Um, how can people reach out to you? How can they, you know, get, they want to talk to you a little bit more, find out whatever you got going on. How can they reach out to you? Um, the biggest thing I need people to realize is do not depend on these social medias. You need to get yourself an independent website because with that social media, they can block you, ban you and, you know, uh, delete your profile. And now all that was in vain. You had to restart to so get you. I'll put it this way. You get you a, uh, a website. That's your main character and get you a sidekick. That's the social media versus vice versa. So the website is O-M-A-R-I-A-A.com. That's O-M-A-R-I-A-A.com. That's for the Black Excellence Gallery and also has access to the other businesses and services I offer. Um, And the shop, if you want to go, just take a look. Even if you don't buy anything, go take a look and get some of that energy. It's O-M-A-R-I-A-A.com slash shop. O-M-A-R-I-A-A dot com slash shop. And I appreciate everybody again, and especially you for having me on. Man, thank you. And you get man, I'm I'm tired of you beating me up today, but come you on, just man. said your main character is your website and your side. <laughs> the side character is your social media because I have definitely been um I got scammed and they um took my social media and mm-hmm. my social media when I tell you it was booming like mm-hmm. all positivity and it was right before I started my business so it's a little tougher with regaining those followers and regaining because they they seen oh wait hold on was he was that really him scamming or was it was it not I don't trust him I don't know him he's just a social media person I don't need to add him back on and you know I lost some people with that so get you a website I got a website for my clothing line, got a website for the for my podcast. Those are my two things that I utilize social media for. So I, social media, you can go to the sites. My man said go to his site. Go to his site, check it out, and I'm sure you're going to like the energy. Go, go grab something, you know, reach out to him because this was a great conversation, not just for me, but for everyone listening. Um, Got a simple 
Oh, wait, I got to tell everybody how they can reach me, reach on the podcast. Underdog Talk Podcast at gmail.com if you want to be on the show, if you got any suggestions, anything of that sort, um, you can go to Underdog Talk Podcast on Facebook, on Instagram. Um, it's anchor.com slash Underdog Talk. To go to the to see all the platforms to whatever if you're on Google if you're on Apple any of those things to for the clothing line Christian Dewan ChristianDewan.com you use Underdog Talk you get fifteen percent off um, and go go look at the site go look at it I, I got some new product going I can't tell y'all what I'm gonna drop soon but spring I'm definitely coming with it so I'm Again, I appreciate you for being on the show, um, taking out your time, and I always end the show. Peace. One love.